Welcome to the Reunion Belleville podcast, a place where everyday people apprentice to Jesus. We're glad you pulled up a seat and we hope that today's lead-in encourages you to take your next step. Good morning. Good morning. I am so excited about what's been taking place in our community. I, in fact, we got together as a leadership team on Monday and around the circle it seemed it seemed like we were all pretty enthused and excited about what we've seen happen as we uh, continue to, to regather as a community. We're just over two years old and somebody made a comment that as we increase in size, and that's very exciting, it's exciting to see new families, it's exciting to see uh, new individuals, it's exciting to see anybody and everybody who chooses on a Sunday morning to be here with us and chooses to attend pizza nights and soup nights and Ah, these pumpkin patch visits and these whiskey vinyl nights and all these other things that we have as touch points and opportunities for us to grow in relationship. We are so excited that something cool rooted in the spirit is taking place in our city and we get to be a part of it. But it was said at the meeting, and this is kind of makes me excited about this morning's conversation. This, this individual said, we don't want to lose sight of why we started. Because here's the reality, as we grow and as things get exciting, you can, you can actually get off track a little bit. And so this morning's conversation, and in fact, this month, this month has been important for us to, to focus on our essentials. And so we've talked about being an apprentice. We're people who, who are following Jesus. You don't have to be a Christian to follow Jesus. You don't have to uh, agree in doctrinal statements to follow Jesus. You can follow Jesus any part of your journey right now, you can start. And we trust that the Holy Spirit, that Jesus will take care of the rest, that as we learn to open our lives to Jesus, some cool things could happen. I'm not saying they will, but I'm saying that through my personal experience that, you know, Jesus has gotten a hold of me in certain ways that I just, I'm excited has happened and I can't walk away from it. And we talked about being an open table that, Again, you don't have to be a Jesus follower to be here. You can be skeptical, curious, cautious even. So we want to continue to create space in this building, but also in our lives, in our homes, in our workplaces for people who are interested in Jesus, people who are against Jesus even. We want to be open and uh, loving and gracious and merciful and patient with people, trusting the Spirit's doing something. That leads us to today's conversation, that we don't want to be a community that just discusses Jesus. We want to be a people who practice the way of Jesus. Last weekend, uh, my son was, my son Link, uh, was at his first ever uh, rep baseball tryout. So he's eight years old, hardball's, hardball is, um, baseball is what he's into. And so he had his first practice and tryouts and the coach came up to me at the end, very impressed and very excited, which makes me kind of very excited too for my son. Um, but he comes up and he says, I just want to let you know that we're incredibly impressed with Lincoln and his ability. His, his responses are, are quick and accurate. You can, You can tell that you've been working with him, or we can tell that you've been working with him because he's got this muscle memory. Muscle memory. Have you ever heard this term before? Muscle memory refers to this this, uh, ability. It's not true, but it's kind of like this misnomer or this word picture that our minds have this ability to remember, and therefore we don't have to think about something. It just happens. 
like our muscles without our brain actually can respond. That's not how it works, but it is a cool image because the more we repeat an action, the more our brains remember that action and we don't have to consciously think about it anymore. And so if you're walking down the street and you stub your toe and you're about to fall, what happens? Your arm or your leg goes out. Muscle memory. You didn't have to think about it. Your body said, this is the stimulus. This is how you're going to respond. It's really cool when it comes to falling on your face. It's really helpful. I love watching Ben and Tayson and Tim and others in this community and their musical abilities because there's been a muscle memory that's been created. Neural pathways have been formed, which allows them to play this music, but play it well and beautifully and without thought even. They're just strumming away or keeping rhythm or whatever it might be, and it's beautiful and it's, it's muscle memory. And so some of these things are beautiful and they're formed, but there's other things that, well, maybe we do the, the things that we don't want to do because it's just the way we do them. And so for, for me, what happens when I'm stressed? What's my muscle memory reaction to the stimulus of stress? What's my muscle action response to the stimulus of conflict? We said a couple weeks ago that we're all apprentices. Regardless if you believe in Jesus or not, we are all being formed by someone or something in this formation. The way in which we were told we should live, we ought to live, and the way in which we've responded and chosen to live has created neural pathways from stimulus to response, stimulus to response, that for all of us have become subconscious actions. We simply do them because that's the way we've always done it. That's the way that we've been formed. And that can go back to the way in which we experienced life in our, our childhood home. It can be the, the choices we've made afterwards that say, I will never be like my parents, therefore I will do it this way. And we continue to do it that way and that way and that way. And before we know it, we don't even have to think about doing it that way anymore. We just muscle memory. We just do it. Which leads us to an important conversation. So we've all got these muscle memories. We've all got these neural pathways that have been paved and wired. What do we do? How does it affect our apprenticeship to Jesus? And how does it affect how we gather in homes and in this building? <clears throat> well, Jesus shows up under the scene and we, we talk about this all the time, right? It's all about Jesus and we want to start with Jesus. Jesus shows up and he's giving his his manifesto, as someone call it, but his big deal sermon about this is what it looks like for God's kingdom to begin right now. It's, it's happening, and this is what it's going to look like. And so he'll start by saying this, this very, very important phrase. You've heard it said like this before. You've heard it said before. Therefore, like you've grown up in a culture that said this is the way you should act. This is the way you should think, and therefore this is how, you, this is how you're living. This is how you are formed as a people. That's what Jesus is saying. You've heard it said like this before, but, and this is a big but, but I say, Jesus is making a key differentiation between the culture he is a part of, church or not, or whatever it might be, temple or not. He's saying, this is your muscle memory, but I say, that in God's kingdom, this is how we, we perceive things. This is how we view people. This is how we uh, respond to stimulus. And therefore, this is how we act. You've seen it like this before. You've heard it like this. In fact, this might be your muscle memory. But now, now I'm here. I am here, and this is how it's going to be if you want to follow me. 
Jesus is inviting us to be rewired, to have our minds, as Paul says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Jesus is inviting us that just because you're wired that way, maybe by your own choices or your parents' choices or your culture's choices, it doesn't have to be that way. This is, I think, good news. Because Jesus goes on to say, you've heard it said that when somebody hits you, what do you, what do, you do? What's your muscle memory say? What does it lead you to do? Well, you hit them back. You hit them equally hard, or what do you do? You escalate that violence, an eye for an eye or a tooth for a tooth. You've heard that said, right? And of course, that's what you do because that's your muscle memory. But I say, turn the other cheek. Turn the other cheek. And we'll talk about this in the coming months, about why. What is Jesus teaching us about what we see when that happens? Literally, who do we see when we're slapped? But it's beautiful. It's good news, and we'll talk about it. But it's this rewiring of our muscle memories. He goes on to say, you've heard it said when somebody sues you, you do this, and this is what you've done because it's your muscle memory. But I say, when somebody sues you, give them your shirt, and if, they, if that's not enough, give them your coat too. What? Yes, there's a, a new way in the kingdom of heaven in the kingdom of God that is established in Jesus Christ, that we don't have to live the way that we've lived. Our muscle memories can change. We can actually, in Christ, with Christ, have our minds rewired. It's incredible. It's so incredible. And as a community, what does it look like for us to step into this process? Because this is a key distinction and essential for us as Anabaptists, in fact, that we are not just people who can sit down and have God download, (laughs) download information and action into us, like we're some uh, inactive uh, participants or inactive people. We are actually been invited as Anabaptists, we believe, to participate in this formation. We've been invited to participate in the formation that God is calling us to be rewired. So God will not just simply rewire us. There's some of that. But more than not, it's a participation. It's a participation in the rewiring of our minds. And so what does it look like for us as a community to do exactly that? Well, let me read for you from Matthew chapter 7, because I think Jesus gives us a pretty cool picture of this. So he says this in Matthew chapter 7, These words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life, homeowner improvements, sorry, to your standard of living. Jesus is in essence saying that the words that he's just said in the last two chapters are not just things like throw pillows or man cave renovations or new additions to your house. Some people would view them as, oh yeah, I'll take some of Jesus and I'll take some of this and I'll, I'll add Jesus to little parts here and there, but that's not what Jesus is saying. He's saying, my, <laughs> let's, listen. let's listen to what Jesus says. He's, he goes on to say this, they're not incidental additions. They are foundational words, words to build a life on. And so if you're here this morning, you're like, I'll take some of Jesus here and I'll take some of Buddha over there and I'll take some of uh, culture there, and I really like Jesus when he comes to my peace teaching, but I'd better, I'd much rather have a capitalist mindset when it comes to my finances. Jesus says, it's not going to work that way. I'm not an addition. I am the framing to your house. We're going to start right from the ground up, and we're going to rebuild. We're going to rewire your mind and your life to a different way of life, living. 
And so he goes on to say this, if you work these words into your life, if you work them in, apply them. Apply them, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on the solid rock. Rain poured down, the river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed to the rock. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you are like a stupid carpenter who built his house on the sandy beach. When a storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. Whew. These are strong words from Jesus. Don't just add them to your life. Build your life on them. Don't just get together to discuss them. Work them into your life. Whew. Which means as a community, for us to be rewired and shaped in our apprenticeship to Jesus, it's not a Bible study. It is a practice. Yes, Christianity is not a Bible study. It is a way of life that is formed through intentional practice because here's the thing, it takes time. In fact, they tell us in, in science that as we get older, our neuroplasticity that allows these neural pathways to form and be reformed actually decreases. The plasticity decreases in our brains, making us, and this is, this is where these sayings come from, literally stuck in our ways. Our minds actually become incapable as we get older, or less capable, less capable, maybe not completely, but certainly less capable, of being reformed and reshaped and retaught. And so as a community, we're going to participate in the way of Jesus, not by discussing Jesus, but by practicing the way of Jesus. So what is that going to look like for us moving forward? And this is essential because this is what we were founded on. This was a vision we were founded on as a community two years ago. And after Thanksgiving, we're going to go for it. We're going to give it a shot. We're going to give it a shot, and it's going to start with this little cycle. And this is just an image. It's not the way it's got to be, but it's going to kind of follow this framework. Where we're going to start with teaching. We're going to sit and we're going to listen to Jesus. We're going to learn about the context in which Jesus uh, lived and why he said what he said, the nuances. Sitting down and just simply reading the Bible uh, is fantastic, but it doesn't give us that historical context, it doesn't give that additional insight, and it doesn't help us answer the following questions about what does it look like for us to do it. And so there's going to be Sundays where we have a little bit more intentional teaching because some of these topics are, oh, man, they, all of them, which ones are not, to some degree, a little bit more uh, heavy or require more teaching? Many do. So there'll be Sundays where we have intentionally more, more teaching time. Every Sunday, though, regardless of how much time we spend teaching, and there will be weeks where we do less teaching in order that we can do more discussion. Yes, we're going to continue to be a discussion-based group as well. We're going to continue to teach, but we're going to continue to discuss. Why? Because as in light of what we've been learning about Jesus and his culture and his teachings and his way, ah, what difference does it make to my life? And so what difference does it make uh, for enemy love as you're painting houses, as you're planning marketing uh, promotions for businesses, as you're running or participating in running our government? What does it look like for us to love our enemy uh, as we teach online or as we attend online or as we attend in person, whatever it might be as, we, as we're kicking it up at the library? What does it look like for us to do that? So what do we wonder? What do we think? What do we know about the way of Jesus? And how does it affect me and us personally at this time in this city? And so at the end of those discussions, we hope to be able to leave saying, wow, I really think it could impact my life this way this week, which leads to the practice. What does it look like for us to practice enemy love, for example, as a community? 
And so we're going to go that week, and we're going to go from that week on, continuously practicing enemy love. Why? Because these neural pathways don't miraculously shift. They shift through practice, 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 practice. And it's hard. Our brains will inevitably revert back to the highway if we don't force ourselves intentionally through practice to carve that new narrow path. And Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 7, in verse 14, he says, many people will find themselves on the highway. This is the, this is the way it is. It's the way, easy way. This is the way my mind's always worked. He said the way of Jesus, the way of his kingdom is a narrow path and few will stick to it or find it. Because it's not easy. And so you're going to go and you're going to practice and we're going to practice together. And guess what? We're going to come back together and then we're going to continue our discussion. So, so Mark, how did it go this way this week as you uh, loved your enemy in your field of work as, a, as an engineer? Or what did it look like for you to, to love your enemy as a dad? Because our kids, let's be honest, they can be, they can be the enemy. <laughs> right? So we're going to get back together and we're going to discuss how did it go? There'll be less teaching during these weeks so we can talk more. But how did it go? Wes, how did it go with your stress this week and your reaction time? What did you do? And did you find yourself uh, stepping in intentionally to the way of Jesus or did you revert to the highway? Those neural pathways that have been formed. How did it go? What happened? And this is the cool thing about these discussions. They help us support and encourage one another. They draw us back to Jesus, but they increase our questions. Questions are so beautiful. And so what does it look like to love my enemy um, if it's my wife or my husband, what does it look like to have pacifist, nonviolent love when my husband hits me? Well, what does it look like to have or pacifist, nonviolent enemy love in a culture um, that continues to, to wrestle through racism and um, discrimination against people who are different from us? And that just doesn't mean the color of our skin. Absolutely it means that. But it also means political views. It means COVID responses. It means all of these things. How do we continue to love? Well, let's have more teaching. Let's learn what Jesus is saying. And how do we step into that? And what does it look like? Let's discuss that. And let's, let's increase our practice. And let that reform our practices together. And so we'll, you see how it's going around and around? How our practices lead to discussions and more questions which helps us dig further into Jesus and so on and so on and so on this is the heart of who we are as a community we are a practice based community because we believe that nothing helps us form a way of Jesus than living the way of Jesus and I'm incredibly excited about this and for many of you this is why you attend reunion and for many of you this is why you started wondering about reunion. And so we're going we're gonna to be who we are and we're going to go after it. Starting after Thanksgiving, we're going to begin these conversations about what does it look like to step into this rhythm of not just discussing Jesus, but following him in our life. So as we go into our discussion time now, I want to just finish with these words of Jesus. And if you want to pull up your table notes or your table notes and your table discussion questions on our website, reunionbellville.com. You can find them under uh, table notes, week four, the blog post, week four of essentials. But let's finish with the words of Jesus. He says this, these words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life, homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words 
words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on solid rock. Rain poured down, the river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed on the rock. But if you use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you are like a stupid carpenter who built his house on the sandy beach. When a storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. We are Reunion Belleville. We are apprentices who discuss the way of Jesus, and we are apprentices who are learning to rewire our brains and our lives around the way of Jesus through practice. What is God saying to you this morning, and how will you respond? Uh, Holy Spirit, we've acknowledged your presence here this morning, and so now as we take a few moments in silence, with our hands open on our laps as an indication physically of what's happening internally with our spirits and our disposition towards you, we are open. We are open. And so during this moments of silence, before we get into discussion group, is there anything you want to put your finger on? Is there anything you want to highlight and encourage in our apprenticeship? Is there anything you want to urge us forward in? We are open, speak, as we are safe in this space to listen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's lead-in. We pray that you were able to learn something about Jesus today, but equally important, we pray that you sense a step you might take in response. What would it look like for you to live with Jesus today in light of our discussion? You can learn more about our community at www.reunionbelleville.com and we're always here to walk with you.